All right, folks, welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Pit Podcast, your daily podcast covering the Pittsburgh Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Nick Farabaugh. I write for Pittsburgh Sports Now, call games at WPTS Radio, and I'm a production assistant at ACC Network. And folks, today we have a lot to talk about. We'll talk about the Pitt Super Bowl matchup. Yes, there is a Pitt Super Bowl matchup happening this year. Tyler Boyd and Aaron Donald both get to the Super Bowl. We'll talk about that, the significance of it, and how much of a feel-good story it is. We'll also talk about Pittman's basketball. They go up to Chestnut Hill and really get shellacked there without Jeff Capel and his brother, Jason Capel. We'll talk about it all here today on Locked on Pit. You are Locked on Pit. Your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, folks. Welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast. As always, thank you for making the Locked On Pit Podcast your first listen every day, folks. Always appreciate that. Like, subscribe, leave feedback, do all that great stuff, folks. I always appreciate that. Want to make the show as good as it possibly can be for all you out there listening, watching, whatever you do, wherever you listen. I hope that is good. And the feedback always helps me as much as possible. And, folks, today we got a loaded docket. <laughs> I'm not even going to be able to get to everything because, you know, I, I obviously Pitt also hired taekwon underwood to be their new wide receivers coach and and i i wanted to give that its own standalone episode didn't just want to give it an eight minute segment so we'll be talking about that in length tomorrow later in the week we'll be talking about the senior bowl i'll be down in mobile as early as tomorrow i'll be there throughout the week talking about what happens we'll be talking to kenny pickett damari mathis catalina myers and all those guys we'll be talking about it all down there but today it's a little bit more about the nfl guys and the championship weekend outcomes and the Rams and the Bengals both win and they are heading to the Super Bowl. And Pitt had three alums playing this weekend between Aaron Donald, Tyler Boyd, and Kwan Williams. And all three made significant plays at different points in the game. Kwan Williams obviously causing that first interception down in the red zone. And then Aaron Donald getting the key pressure to force the interception on Jimmy Garoppolo at the end of the game. And then, and then Tyler Boyd had a few really key catches after CJ Uzama went out really becoming that chain mover over the middle of the field from the slot. So this, this is a pretty eventful Sunday, if you will, for pit alums in the NFL. And listen, it's, 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 it feels interesting to have a guaranteed pit Super Bowl winner. A pit alum is going to become a Super Bowl champion. Neither Aaron Donald nor Tyler Boyd have won a ring before. And both of these guys, we're not just talking about, you know, guys that were good at Pitt. We're talking about guys that are great, some of the best of the decade. Aaron Donald's one of the all-time great Pitt players. And Tyler Boyd's one of the greatest receivers to ever come through the university. So, so these are two significant guys that are going to be fighting for a Super Bowl. And, and you just – you love to see stuff like this because it's it's easy to root for the guys and, and really there's a there's a no lose situation if you're a Pitt fan, right? I mean, I don't I don't know what your NFL allegiance is. I, I imagine a lot of you listening are Steelers fans or Eagles fans just because of the general geography that most Pitt fans come from. But 
trust me, I, I know some of you might out there be like Giants fans or, or who, what else? I, I mean, it could be from anywhere. But understand that th- this is pretty exciting as a Pitt fan to see Aaron Donald wrecking things and getting to his second Super Bowl. And, and after a career where, to be quite honest with you, Tyler Boyd hasn't sniffed significant playing time at all in terms of playoff games and in actual meaningful moments that has been actually just it's eluded him and, and the Bengals haven't been relevant really for most of his career there so to see Tyler Boyd now go from not winning a playoff game coming into the season to now going to the Super Bowl it, you got to feel great for them and, and you feel great for both of these guys these are two guys that that you know are, are still involved in the program they show up Boyd you know, maybe isn't as vocal as an Aaron Donald or doesn't show up as much as Aaron Donald, but but he's a guy that comes to a lot of games. He'll he'll champion Pitt a lot. He'll shout them out. And it's, it's something that you just look at, and these are two real Pitt titans, if you will. And Aaron Donald, and, and honestly, what was a down game for him? Like, this was not a game where I thought Aaron Donald – dominated the, the game. And, and that was both on the stat sheet and off it. You know, he was double teamed and triple teamed almost every play, but he's Aaron Donald. So of course he's going to be double teamed and triple teamed almost every play. Because you are the best player in football, in my opinion. I think Aaron Donald is the best player in football. But what he did late, and I think part of what makes Aaron Donald such a special player, and, and just going back to Pitt, he's such a quiet leader, right? He's he's not a man of many words. He's not a man that's going to chant you a sermon. He's not a man that's going to tuck your ear off day in, day out. But so so when he talks, there's this type of he's an introverted person. So when he talks and he's the leader and he's firing you up, his words are very potent, his words are very targeted. Everything that, that Aaron Donald says as a leader is strategized. And you saw him fired up there with the Rams down 17-14, needing to get that stop, needing to help their offense out. Aaron Donald firing up that Rams defense, and, and they responded. And Aaron Donald responded, making a few really big plays. A few really key pressures, none bigger than the one on obviously on the final drive. Forcing the interception from Jimmy Garoppolo. And, and that's something that <laughs> I just admire from Aaron Donald every time. He, he's a leader when they need him to be one and when they need the guy to step up. Aaron Donald, man, always does. He's a grown man. He's one of the toughest players to stop in football, even when he's quiet like he was for most of today. And, and you you block him with Trent Williams and Lincoln Tomlinson, it's not going to work all game. And it didn't. And when it mattered most, he stepped up in a big way. And that was always something that when you look at Aaron Donald, makes him a little bit different. He, he's a, he's built a little bit different. <laughs> and we talked about it last time where, you know, it's just it's amazing to have someone like him be an ambassador for the program, actually invest money in the program, work out at their facilities, talk to recruits, work with players, give them advice. That's invaluable. And it's, it's amazing that Aaron Donald – does that for Pitt, and it really is. And so it's great to see a guy, 
of such high character, high integrity, and such a phenomenal football player actually get to the biggest stage of them all. And and let's see if he can get that ring. I'm I'm rooting for Aaron Donald to get a ring. I think he, you know, he deserves one. It's eluded him. Also, you know, the Rams are easy to root for in this one, just because Matt Stafford's been fighting for a ring for what for so long with with the Lions and and oh and you know maybe you like Odell and the flashiness that he brings, but Aaron Donald's easy to root for. There's so many guys that on that team that are trying for first, and Aaron Donald's the biggest one of those, and so easy to root for him. And for the Bengals, I mean. Who would have predicted that they were going to be here? I, I, I can't tell you. I, I would have never thought to see the Bengals here, even after they beat the Chiefs back in Week 17, and this game played just out like it did. I, I wouldn't have told you they would have been there. And so to see a guy like Tyler Boyd, who has been there for so long, you know, a guy that was drafted by the Bengals, a guy that signed a contract with them, the guy that has been there and has been a stalwart for them. He's been there since 2016 now. And he's a guy that has been at, at least, you know, once A.J. Green left. And you looked at who was left on that roster. The, the quintessential Bengal once A.J. Green left this year, it was honestly to me it was Tyler Boyd. And, and you, you could have argued for Joe Mixon and you could have argued – even for as short time as he's been there, could be Joe Burrow. But this is a guy that has been there. He's been there through the downs. He's been there when they were at their lowest. He's been there now when they're at their highest in literally decades. And so I feel very, very good for Tyler Boyd. And, and it's pretty cool that a, a Pitt alum, Pitt football alum, is going to walk away with the Super Bowl ring. It doesn't matter. You can't take it away from either of them. Tyler Boyd or Aaron Donald is going to walk away with their first Super Bowl rank. And that's pretty cool because these are both guys that make plays significantly every Sunday. They, they bring it out. They're great ambassadors for the program. It's, it's great stories of this is what you could be. And so to see these both, both of these guys now in the Super Bowl, it's pretty awesome to see Pitt having that type of success. And Aaron Donald, unbelievable, as I said, such a clutch performer. Even when he's a little bit quiet, he still finds a way to wreck the game. Tyler Boyd, so consistent, such a savvy slot receiver, strong, tough, all these different things that you think of with Tyler Boyd. He he is still all those things that he was back at Clarendon, back at Pitt, all those things. Aaron Donald is explosive. He's powerful. The, the, I mean, the game-winning play was just a single-arm bull rush where he just absolutely took Tomlinson right back into Jimmy G., forcing to throw it, just hoping to not get sacked in it and became a pick. And you could see the emotion in Aaron Donald getting back to the Super Bowl for that second time. And, and he's kind of done everything in his career. He's he's won the Defensive Player of the Year. He's got the gaudy stats. He's got the unbelievable accolades. And the only thing he really needs is that ring. He's going to get a gold jacket. So getting that ring, it's it's the little cherry on top, I think, to complete his resume in totality. And for Aaron, for Aaron Donald, I hope he gets that. For Tyler Boyd, it, it didn't seem likely, but they're here. And, and I think his leadership presence with, you know, guys like Chase and Higgins there, the young guys, he's been the mentor of the group. He's the, the vet of the group. And he's still playing at a real high level there. 
in the slot as well. Such a savvy route runner, just everything about Tyler Boyd. Love Tyler Boyd's game. Have always admired it for years, going back to when he was at Pitt. I saw him in the Whippeal Championships, and this is also great for the Whippeal, both Whippeal guys making it to the Super Bowl. You, you just love to see the local stuff kind of hitting, and for Pitt guys, this is big as well. All right, folks, we'll switch over here to men's basketball. But first, let me let you know about Get Upside because, hey, Pitt fans, this is Nick Farrell with an incredible app. Everyone who buys gas needs to know about Get Upside. My listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use the promo code SCORE for 25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill up. Cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use the promo code SCORE for $0.25 cents per gallon or more on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two dollars to $300 a year in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back is added right to your account, so you can cash out anytime to bank accounts. PayPal, or any gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code SCORE. Get $0.25 or more cash back on your first tank. That's code SCORE. All right, folks, welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast, your daily podcast for the Pittsburgh Panthers as we shift over to Pitt men's basketball today, as we have certainly much to discuss about Pitt coming off the high note, really just drubbing Syracuse at home and, and what I don't think any of us expected. They come out in this game and, and quite frankly, lay such a huge egg on the road in Chestnut Hill. Lots of different things to take into account here for the Panthers. But a few stats that just stick out to me, and, and I, I mean, there are so many things. You know, they didn't have Jason Capel. They didn't have Jeff Capel. Balon Brown seeming to be the acting head coach in this one. Ithiel Horton getting uh, invited back into the lineup for the first time since – since early January and really only a second game all year, so the chemistry wasn't completely there. It, it was a mess today. And only six assists today for the Panthers. The ball movement, I think, was regressed a ton. I thought early in the game it was really strong, but then it fell back. And I, I think there's a lot to talk about when we look at Pitt overall. I mean, only shooting 35%, it is what it is, 28%. Again, not what you wanted. Horton shot three of seven from three. So he he's having his way and his opportunities, but Boston College had too many easy shots down low, mid-range jumpers. They shot a little bit too much, too well from three, uh, getting seven of those today. Pitt didn't get to the line as much, and when they did, man, I, I also think this is a big factor, shooting 58% from the charity strike is really quite unacceptable. And so, Hughley going three of seven from the line. Femio DeCali going seven of nine, but Burton with a rare off day and one of three from the stripe. You know, it's hard to put this on one person because you can't. And and there are just so there's the talent efficiency is just so clear. And you can make excuses for this game. They didn't know Jeff Capel was coming. They literally flew to Boston at two and it got to the arena like two thirty. I mean. This game started at 425. So they, they literally went on the bus and flew up today. 
So th there was a lot of things going on here. I mean, usually if, if you are pit, you would get there the day before. So you wouldn't have jet lag or, or anything like that. You wouldn't have anything like that. And so there's certainly ex different circumstances that we can talk about um, that, that really hurt Pitt in this game. But really, it's just an excuse. And, and you lose Jeff Capo, I understand. You lose your leader on such short notice. It's going to affect you. It's going to affect them. I understand that it's going to affect them. But let's also understand this. While it affects Pitt, this was really a game that was just so emblematic of a lot of the things we've seen this year. And nothing was different today from, say, the loss against the Citadel. There were a lot of similarities to that first game today. The, the sloppy ball handling, the lack of ball movement, the poor shooting. The, the collapses in defense. You know, 50% isn't going to work with this team. you got to go all out. And they didn't go all out today. And so when you don't go all out, there's going to be issues because the defensive end is so important for this pit team, and they didn't play well defensively today. And, and there were just other things. And I think, you know, the conversation that, that's going to have to be had here is, what you know, what, what does Pitt's future outlook look like? Because you thought Ithia Horton could maybe fix most of the offensive issues. He didn't, obviously. The rest of the team was dreadful shooting-wise today. Hughley, in particular, only nine points. And we'll talk about John Hughley. I have a few thoughts on John Hughley, good and bad. I'm not going to diminish the talent, but I also have a few thoughts on him. You know, there's clear indications that guys like Chris Payton aren't ready. That guys like Nate Santos aren't ready. Will Jeffress isn't ready. And so working on such a short bench, it's such a tough ask. It really is such a tough ask to do. And, and there were a lot of things that came up. You know, 19 points off turnovers to 11 points off turnovers. Like, that's something that you look at. And, and the, the really, it came down to shooting. It came down to untimely turnovers. It came down to bad ball movement, missed free throws, and a lack of ability to shoot the three. It's just Ithiel Hort. And you just you and, and I know I said, you know, having him back would help, and you have that sniper now, but you need another guy to at least step up and give him something. Just no one able to step up. And I mean, when you go 10 minutes of the first, the last 10 minutes of the first half, I think it was 10 minutes, six seconds of the first half without scoring a field goal, there's a lot of issues. First of all, ball movement. There were bad possessions that were empty from the beginning. Two, bad shooting. I thought they had opportunities in that stretch where they missed easy lay-ins, easy putbacks. I mean, these things were just not going. And yeah, some of it felt like there was bad voodoo, but also they weren't making anything actually easy for themselves. Everything had to be hard. And so when you can't make things easy through sets, through actually scheming guys open, playing to their strengths, and it doesn't feel like Pitt ever does that. It doesn't feel like Pitt, the coaching staff, actually caters to the strengths of their team at times. It feels like they try to force things in. And you saw BC running actual offensive sets, and it was like different basketball game. And so it's something for Pitt that it gets frustrating. 
because even though you're without Jeff Capel and, and, and there's that, that flight factor and there's all this coming together, there are so many games that this is emblematic of throughout the season as well that it's hard to ignore. And you just hope that this isn't the start of the collapse. Again, every time they lose, it's like, you know, you, you lose all hope and then they draw you back in with a win and then they come out and they, they lay an egg. And then they laid an egg today uh, against Boston College, something that, quite honestly, in a winnable game, it's just unacceptable at this point. Milan Brown didn't do much at all in terms of changing things around. They really kept a static game plan. It, it wasn't crazy, but I do want to have a discussion about John Hughley. I want to have a discussion about these assistant coaches and kind of all of this because I think we can have this discussion coming out of this game. But first, let me let you know about Bill Barkas, folks. It's the New Year, so that means New Year's resolutions. And I know we're at the end of the month in January, so it might be starting to win on you. But if yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, I know you need Bilt Bar in your plan, because Bilt Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. But listen. It's going to help you stick to your resolution because it tastes so good, you'll actually want to eat it. Just like a candy bar, you'll want to eat it, and it's made with 100% real chocolate. But here's the catch. You actually get all the health benefits of a protein bar. It's low in calories, low in sugar, low in net carbs, high in protein, so you get all of that health benefits of the protein bar without getting the health downsides of the candy Bar. And there's all too many flavors to choose from. Coconut almond, peanut butter brown, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many more. In fact, Built is always coming out with new limited time flavors. So check out Built.com to see what's new. So here's the offer. Go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Folks, welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast, your daily podcast covering the Pittsburgh Panthers as we continue to talk about the Pitt men's basketball game today. Pitt falls to Boston College 69-56 in Chestnut Hill. And I want to start this off with a little bit of a discussion about John Hughley because there's things to there are things that we have to talk about. Is to say he's a perfect player. In terms of right now, like just saying he is a perfectly polished player that can go to the NBA and could potentially pit, it's not true. He's a good player. He's a very good player. But let's understand here. There is, there is a point where he can get oversaturated. There is a point where he can try a little too much. And that is something that Pitt has to take into account. He has 60 turnovers on the season. I mean, that's not good. Straight up. That's not good. That's almost three a game. And Hughley had eight turnovers today by himself. Eight of the 13 turnovers came from John Hughley. And his usage rate was way up, so I understand. But he did not play a good game of basketball today. He took bad shots, missed shots, was kind of bullied down low by Karnick and Post. It was not a good game for John Hughley. And so there, there is a certain step back he took because he played so in control. He played so beautifully against 
Syracuse, where he was in control. He was using his court vision, his passing ability to the best of his abilities. He wasn't forcing things in that one. He wasn't forcing things through the double. In this one, it felt like he forced things. And he wasn't getting the passes out. Or he, when he was, he was making errant passes that weren't there. And he kind of he, he killed this team at times today. And that's hard to say, but but Hughley did not play well today. It was not a game where you looked at John Hughley and said, he played at such a high level today. He did not. He exacerbated a lot of things, and the fact that he had eight turnovers was an issue. And so he's not a perfect player. He's a great player. He's by far Pitt's best player, but he's got things to work on. Staying in control, limiting those turnovers, understanding the situations of when not to force it there. He's got to understand it. And that's why Pitt needs other guys, just to take the pressure off him, man. Because, listen, you can only do for so long what they're doing with John Hughley. And they're force-feeding him and to the point that it's, it's a detriment at times. He's not going to be on all night. He was not on tonight. And we saw some issues arise. He was kind of bullied down low. He couldn't bully these guys like he did in the first game. And he made some bad decisions. And so it was an off game for John Hughley. I, I expect him to bounce back, but also understand that he is a guy that is not perfect. And, and these high... Variance turnover games. I mean, 60 turnover in 21 games. That's a lot of turnovers, especially from your big man. And I get the usage rate is through the roof, but he's got to work on that. That's been a consistent theme this year, and that's something he's got to work on. Beating those doubles, understanding the backdoor pass, understanding where you got to cut and who's going to be open where, and, and team, the team has to work with him. And it's got to be something that they got to work on together. Now, the assistant coaching situation is interesting to me. I was kind of surprised to see Milan Brown coach over Tim O'Toole today. And we saw Tim O'Toole be that guy last year where he was the head coach when Jeff Capel was out due to COVID protocols. But today it was Milan Brown. You know, there are things that Tim O'Toole has done. For example, bringing you know, Femio to Cali, Recruiting some of these guys where you can say he's done well. He's probably their best X's and O's guy. Jason Cable helps land Hughley. The Marlon Barnes commits largely due to him. A lot of that's Jason Cable. What does Mo, like what has Milan Brown actually done to earn the, the promotion to associate head coach, first of all? Two, what's he done to actually become the second in the chain of command? I can't tell you. There hasn't been a lot of good that I can say about Milan Brown, unfortunately. He hasn't done a lot here. You know, if there if if there is a he's not a strong X's and O's coach. He's really not a great recruiter, but he got a promotion. Honestly, like there were there were people calling for this guy to be fired. And for honestly good reasons. So what's Milan Brown bringing to the table? That makes him so valuable to actually jump over to Motul, who at least is probably your best X's and O's coach and has actually recruited a little bit. I don't understand it. Um, I, I think it's something that when you look at Pitt, it, it's one of those puzzling things. Like, it, it doesn't really make sense. 
Nothing makes sense. And the assistant coaches have been a huge issue for Jeff Cable. The fact that he hasn't been able to actually get quality assistance around him. And the fact that he hasn't actually switched his staff up when it's become clear that they are not recruiting at a high level. When it becomes clear that guys aren't developing right. When it becomes clear about that, you you got to have some type of change. And there was no change. And so I you, instead you give a guy like Marlon Brown this, this upgrade in, in the second to chain command when he, he hasn't done anything to earn that chain. It's something that's that's flabbergasted me since Jeff Cable's been on, why there hasn't been more turnover on the assistant side of things. And honestly, if we're talking about a reason why Cable should get the X right now, it's either one, it's it's the fact that he doesn't want to change assistance, or two, it's the fact that he doesn't see that, and that's also bad enough. And it's something to note when we're talking about this whole Cable, should he be back next year situation? The assistant coaching has been dreadful. And so if he's not willing to change, that's another strike against him. And so it's something to take a note of. They, they haven't done much. They don't elevate the team. And that's an issue because these guys are supposed to be able to elevate this team. All right, folks, thanks for listening. Tomorrow we will talk all about Tequan Underwood becoming the pit wire receivers coach. We'll talk about what I've heard about him, his profile, and overall – what Pitt's getting in him and what they should look forward to to get from him. Folks, as always, thanks for listening. And as always, as we end it off, hail to Pitt.